You're listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership and peak performance through interviews with some of the greatest team captains and thought leaders in the sports world. Now, here is your host, performance coach, speaker, and author, Ben Smith. Welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast. I am your host, Ben Smith, and I'm excited to talk to you about culture, what it is, and how we can change it. This is uh, an imperative element to teams and organizations that uh, I feel it's important that we talk about and make sure that it is communicated to these team captains because they are a a major driving force uh, for culture within their team. So it's important due to this, that they understand exactly what it is and why it matters that they know that they know what it is and that they take it seriously and, and, and keeping and holding the culture that the coach and the team captain uh, kind of believe in, that they hold people accountable to this culture that they have. So what we're going to do is we're going to go right into it. We're going to talk about what culture is, and we're going to go through some history, why it's important, elements, framework for change, and then a couple just... Uh, pieces and points here and there to drive home what you can do to hold people accountable to your culture or, uh, or you know, impact change. Um, so culture is a set of shared assumptions that guide what happens in organizations by defining what the appropriate behavior is for various situations. And another way that I like to look at it too is that it's, this, it's a collective programming of the mind. Now, just to touch on some history here, um, it actually stems from this Latin word culture, uh, means to not leave nature as it was, to, to, but to make something of it. Um, so when we look at words like agriculture, horticulture, um, the Latin root word there of culture is in these words because it means not leaving culture as it was, uh, or eating whatever came out of the ground. It meant tilling the ground, working, reworking the, uh, the raw resources that were around us to create something new, again, from these raw resources. Um, and that, and more recently, uh, we've started to look at it in a more comprehensive way. Uh, sociologists say that cultures is shared beliefs and values and social practices of a sub or large group in which we take everything within a group And rearrange it in order to express meaning, in order to express what we feel is true, what is real, and what is important. So when we look at things like music, what we're essentially taking is this this raw material of sound and putting it together in such a way that it strikes emotions, uh, but in a certain way that actually it it becomes the glue of some societies. Um, same thing with stories or theater. It's just this taking of these raw experiences and fashioning them in a way that um, is a, in a tool in which we call narrative. Um, so, you know, culture again is it's this rearranging of material of a material world of raw materials in order to to say something or express meaning in some way. It's it's essentially what we create. Uh, and really, culture is the power to define what reality is. And so why this is important is because your culture is essentially 
dictating. It's 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 dictating and and telling, creating this narrative of what is important to you as an organization and what is important to you, the per your purpose and the the things that you feel and believe in, you know, are going to drive um, are going to drive our actions. They're going to drive our behavior, which inevitably will determine our results. Now, there are three main elements um, of culture based off of just uh, sociology and research, uh, and that's underlying assumptions, values, and observable artifacts. And so you can kind of look at, when we talk about the elements of culture, you can kind of look at, uh, think of an iceberg, and uh, the underlying assumptions and values drive these observable artifacts, and so 90%... 95% of culture are things that we do not see. And the 5 to 10% are these observable, observable artifacts that we, do, uh, that we do see. It's the behaviors, it's the, uh, it's the slogans and the mantras and the things that are hanging on the wall, the language that we use, the interactions that we have. If somebody comes into your organization, what they see are all of those things are observable artifacts. So... Underlying assumptions are essentially the beliefs that you have, um, and ev you know everybody individually on your team has these out on an individual basis. But your group and your team have these underlying assumptions and beliefs as well. Values are these principles of behavior, and underlying assumptions drive these values. Um, you know, I have a lot of funny stories about when we talk about culture because it is a buzzword. You know, everybody just says, "Well." You don't. If, if you're losing, you're saying, you know, well, we don't have the right culture, um, or you know, we need to change the culture. Every time somebody, some new leader comes in, it's like, well, we need to change the culture. That's the the only reason that we're losing, or we're not getting the results that we want. Uh, so, uh, sorry, that's just kind of a side note. But uh, so many times I've talked with coaches who are really good coaches, uh, and I'll say, you know, well, let's talk about culture. You know, what are some of the values that you have, and you know, they'll stop for a split second and then they'll kind of look around. They'll say, well, you can see we got 10 values that are hung up here on the wall. Say, no, don't look at those. Don't look about. Don't look up at what is on the walls. Um, I want you to tell me directly what your values are without looking at what the wall says. Um, because just putting things up on your wall does not mean that they're actually in your halls. You know, it doesn't matter what's up there what matters is do do you know them do you fully and firmly believe in those and um because if they're not always on you know the uh if, if they're not always on your mind if you don't know exactly what they are if you don't have them memorized then there's no way that you're going to actually be able to hold people accountable specifically and be able to communicate with clarity uh to your team what these values are um, and one more thing about values here, which are the principles of behavior uh, that are driven by these beliefs and underlying assumptions we have. Um, a lot of times, one of the issues that we have is team captains, uh, coaches will try to make a list of 15 of the values that you know they kind of want. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, um, but what you first off need to do is for each one of those values, you have to. Uh, kind of weigh them and go through what's called the value test, which means that you know, let's say that whatever your goal is as a team, if it's to win a state championship or a national championship, let's just say we're in high school 
We're trying to win a state championship. The test is, would you be willing to lose the state championship to uphold this value? And if you would not be willing to lose that state championship game, 10 seconds left, you will win the state championship if you break this value. Um, would you do it? And if your answer to that is that you would be willing to break this value, then it's not truly a value. Um, and the reason that this is important is because values at the end of the day um, might stop you from getting and reaching you know, this immediate goal that you have. But what it will do is if you can stick to these values and you do a, you do a great job at maintaining consistency with culture values and, um, and culture in general, you're going to create uh, lasting success. And it's going to be something that is going to drive, again, sustainable success. And that's kind of what we're trying to go towards and move for. Um, and then finally, after values, the last element here, which we kind of mentioned and talked about briefly, was observable artifacts. And again, if somebody comes into your organization, this is something that they will see. Anything that they see is something that's an observable artifact. We mentioned slogans, mantras, language that you use, the things that are hung up on the walls, uh, the interactions, the type of interactions and the behaviors that they see. Those are all observable artifacts. So, um, so if, how we go about changing as this, let's call this framework for change. Um, it starts here with unfreezing as the first step. So the first thing you have to do is analyze what, what is your current culture. Um, and so the unfreezing stage, that's where it starts. It's just this analysis of where you're currently at and figure out what it is that's holding you back from, uh, from having a strong culture and from st uh, stopping you from reaching you know, the results that you're really trying to get as a team and the development that you really want to see within your team. Then the second one is cognitive restructuring. This is where you create the vision and then you're able to actually uh, influence the individuals on your team, uh, communicate as to you know, what it is that's holding you back specifically, why that needs to stop, and, uh, and the vision you have for what the change is going to be for the culture within your team. And then finally, it's the freezing. Uh, the freezing stage is all about making it stick. And so this is all about accountability and measurement. So holding people accountable anytime that you see um, things that are outside of the, the culture that you want to have created. And then another great way to do that uh, is to measure uh, the amount of times you have to keep people accountable and the, and the changes that you're, that you're seeing. So that's the framework for change. And what I'd like to do as we kind of, uh, kind of complete this message on, uh, on culture is make a couple different points here. I think three of the most important things, three of the most important things that I found through my research and then my, uh, I guess, my trying to change culture and implement cult culture is this. First off is that it's that culture is learned. And when I talked at the beginning about how culture is, you know, this programming of the mind. So as we, uh, you know, society kind of tells us what what is what culture is, what, you know, what the beliefs are, what the values are, the observable artifacts are all pointing to things that we 
to beliefs and the things that we feel like are important in this world. And, and so as we grow from babies to adults, you know, we're constantly learning uh, what culture is and the ways in which that we should act and behave. And so what that means is that we can relearn culture as well. So as you get individuals, because as a team, you got, you know, depending on what kind of sport you're playing, you have maybe 40, 50, 60 individuals on the team that all have different backgrounds, different beliefs, different underlying assumptions. And so it's important to note that, you know, culture, since it can be learned, you can relearn things as well. And there's just a, a process to make that happen, which is um, encouraging. The second one, what I think one of the biggest points to take away here is that, especially as a team captain, what you allow is your culture. So if you have a team that's, you come to practice and there's gossiping that's occurring uh, with uh, amongst, amongst your own team or with people outside, if you hear that and you say nothing about it, then gossiping is a, something that is a part of your culture within your team. If you have individuals on your team that are, you know, great leaders, but are, you know, are, are not great leaders, but they have this ability to lead, but they're, they're leading through uh, bullying tactics and scare tactics and out of fear, then those are the, and you don't say anything and you see it, those are the types of um, characteristics and, and culture values that you're allowing and promoting if you don't say anything. So just two examples there uh, to kind of promote this idea that culture is what you allow. So that just goes to show and goes to prove how important it is to hold people accountable. Because the big thing with changing culture, implementing culture is consistency. You have to be consistent with what you say and then how you hold people accountable. You can't miss, can't miss a beat there. It needs to be consistent. Um, and finally here, for the third more important thing that I've come to find and realize is that um, you know, going back to values, when, when, we, uh, when, when I normally do this uh, you know, with team captains and coaches and we talk about how we can change culture, you know, they go straight away to listing 15 to 20 different values that they want to impart on their team, that they want their team to embody. And again, that's not, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. Now, what I did was when I came into one of my first uh, coaching experiences, I knew the way that we're wired as humans. You, um, you, know, you can say 100, 100 different things, but they don't care. Uh, athletes, they, they're not going to remember all of that. Um, so it's not just about what you say. It's what you emphasize. And so I knew that to be the case. And one of the culture values we wanted to have that I felt was incredibly important was this idea uh, of relentless effort, that we were going to give effort uh, regardless of score and regardless of situation. We just always put in 100% effort. Um, and that kind of just reflected who I was. And so it was something that I could easily model and something that you know, I firmly believed and had no issues, um, no issues with. So at the end of the, the year, you know, actually it was about a four-month period there of a, of a semester, they remembered one thing from me. Um, and instead of trying to promote 15, 16 different things, because culture, takes, culture implementation takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of intentionality, uh, and 
in companies uh, and businesses and, and larger organizations, it's, it's shown that culture could take anywhere from uh, two, three, four, even five years sometimes, depending on the size. So it does take time, but again, what I realized was that you know, I just wanted to emphasize one thing, that if they're going to take away one thing from me in the next three, four or five months, I want it to be this thing. And it's funny, all of the different uh, conversations I had with the team, all the different things that I said, by the end of it, they remembered uh, relentless effort and it became a part of their self-talk. It became something they embodied. And it only happened because I emphasized it, I stayed consistent with it, and it was something that I consistently kept them accountable for. As soon as I saw something um, that did not promote this idea of relentless effort, um, it was I called that individual out in front of the whole team. Um, it was something that we talked about at the beginning and after practice every single day. It was something that was kind of notated. Um, and so just to kind of, again, this is going to be the last couple, couple seconds here. Uh, just remember that your team doesn't have a culture. It is a culture. Um, and 80 to 90% of culture comes from the coach and the team captain. Your team is a reflection of you. And the culture that you promote is essentially who you are, the culture that you have as an individual. So it's important that you gain clarity on what it is that you truly believe in. Uh, because what you believe in is going to determine your values, which will determine... Uh, the, how you behave and the decisions that you make. Um, and so it's important that you gain clarity on where those are actually coming from. Um, and so uh, what I would do to kind of just to get you started, make a succinct, a succinct link, uh, list of what it means to be kind of like one of us, what it means to be a part of this team. What, are, what kind of characteristics, values, behaviors uh, does that look like? Uh, and again, finally, your culture is not what you think it is. It's what your team thinks it is. So I hope that you know this overview of culture was helpful uh, as you move forward in your, your mission to be the best team captain uh, and even coach that it is that you want to be. It's important that we realize again the, what culture is and, uh, and the importance and the tool that it can be to really promote uh, the behaviors and values that are going to drive your result. So best of luck as you go to change and implement new culture on your team. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Ben Smith. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.